It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You may be listening. Thank you for joining me, Lockdown Avalanche Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. <clears throat> I am your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And today we will be discussing the future of the Avalanche, the immediate future, in terms of when they get back on the ice, what their 28-man roster could look like as well as the future in terms of coaching and what Jared Bednar could mean to this organization for the long term. And then to kind of wrap things up, we'll be talking about selecting our favorite player. The the voting is underway. Today we are on the, uh, well, day two of voting was yesterday, so we are into the final four now of voting. And uh, even though as I'm recording this, there's still time left in the current poll if you were to go look at it i think it's pretty well locked up so we'll get to that later on the episode first things first follow the show on social media on the twitter l-o-p-n underscore avalanche which is also where you can go to vote on selecting our favorite player as well as instagram locked on avalanche you can't uh, vote by poll, but people are posting just in the comment section of who they want to vote for. Or send it in email. LockdownAvalanche at gmail.com. All right. Because of the 2014 playoff and the you know odd situation that the NHL is in and all sports are in, The NHL is allowing teams to have 28 players per roster, and that does not include as many goalies as you want. So we're not going to touch the goalies because we we know the goalie situation for Colorado. Will they take advantage of that, bring up as many goalies as you want? Why not? Sure. I don't think they'll have bring them all up. I can't imagine that, but you're not going to get dinged for anything. Uh, So you would assume maybe they'll bring up three Well, they probably will bring up three, possibly four, just to be on the safe side. But the real thing that we don't know is who are the 28 players going to be. And this is kind of like, I guess, a fun thing that kind of uh, fans are kind of doing or trying to pick out who these extra players are going to be. And with the Avalanche, it gets very interesting because... Do they? What do they do in terms of who who are these extra guys going to be? Are they going to be guys that they've brought up throughout the season? That's very well documented in Avalanche world. All the injuries that they had, all the call ups that they needed to do, and just out of those guys, who do you bring up? And then you can dip into your uh, even minor minor league system if you want to call it that. And Bowen Byram's name is getting thrown around as bringing him up. I do not know, and I'm going to be honest. I don't know. I tried looking it up. I couldn't really find it. Um, 
if it would count against him if you bring him up for the playoffs. I think it does. Don't quote me on that, but I, I think it. I think it that would burn a year for him if they bring him up uh, just for the playoffs. I, I was I was thinking maybe because of the situation, the way things are, maybe the NHL is letting that go. But I really don't think they they would. Maybe I'm wrong, and if I'm wrong, that might answer the question of if you bring him up, or maybe it doesn't. That that that's the the beauty of this is there's so many questions to ask about him specifically. So let's take a look. Obviously we have, I think we have 24 solids that we know will be there. Maybe maybe 23, but we'll go with 24. And I'm just gonna rattle them off here. And this, the way I have this organized is not, it's just by points, how, how the team scored in points. So you obviously got McKinnon, McCarr, Burkowski, Landeskog, Rantanen, Kadri, Gerard, Donskoy, Comfer, Nachuskin, Graves, Cole, Calvert, Jost, Belmar, Nieto, Johnson, Zadorov, Kaminev, Nemetsnikov, Colin Wilson should be back, is back, as far as we know. All right, so that's 21. And then Mark Barbario will be 22. You're probably going to bring up Martin Kaut. So it's 23. You're probably, I would think, keeping Logan, O'Con- Logan O'Connor, which is 24. All right, so you got 24. So what what do we have now? So And then I'm just looking at the roster. Kali Rosen's no longer there. If he was, I think they would bring him up. You have, I, I so this is who you're going between, I think. And you need four of these guys. Between TJ Tynan. I put Logan O'Connor on here, but you know we'll throw him in here right now. Um, as far as the pool of players, and you need to pick four extra. So TJ Tynan, Logan O'Connor, Sheldon Dryas, Jason Manga, Connor Timmins, Shane Bowers, Kevin Connaughton, and Bowen Byram. So I put I put O'Connor in there. I think they like O'Connor. I think they like Tynan. I mean, out of those guys, TJ Tynan played the most games. He played 16 games out of those guys. Uh, and he, well, actually, he tied with Logan O'Connor. O'Connor played 16 as well. So if you're going just off of that, maybe they they bring up Tynan. They obviously like him if they're going to keep him around for 16 games. All right. So you got so I threw Logan O'Connor in there, and that was 24. So Tyno would make it 25. What man, what do you do? And the the Athletic had a really good article about um Bowers and Timmons. And do you call them up? Timmons, I think you could bring him up. They wanted him you know, I think they had bigger plans for him this year and it didn't work out that way. But I think this might be a time to bring him up just for the playoffs to get him some experience in, in you know, the NHL and the playoffs. So I think maybe you bring Timmons up. So you have Tynan, O'Connor, Timmons. And like I said, O'Connor was, I had already had him in there. So you do need two more. I think, man, this is tough because if they don't, if they haven't brought Shane Bowers up in uh, at all, 
why would they do it now? You could argue multiple reasons for that. And you can go back to the Kale McCarr thing. It's like, well, you know, his first shot at the NHL was in the playoffs. So, you know, let's let's get him up there as well for Shane Bowers. It's possible that they do that because you don't have to play these guys. You don't have to play every single one of them. So just getting him up there, uh, used to the team, see how they do things. I think for this purpose, that's why they bring up Shane Bowers. And that would leave one more. And really, like, and I don't want to make light of this, like the 28th guy, even even maybe all, maybe all four of these guys, I don't think are going to see ice time unless something happens. So because of that, I think you bring up a guy, I think you have to kind of balance it out between guys that have you you have brought up and have experience like TJ Tynan and Logan O'Connor and then mix that in with guys who don't have a lot like Timmins and Bowers. You also have to look at position. O'Connor is a wing. Tynan is listed as a center. Uh and Timmins is a defender and that's another reason why I I don't think they would bring up Connaughton. I don't think they would bring up Kevin Connaughton because he's a defender, and if you're going to bring up Connor Timmons for that role, they're good on defense. I don't think you bring up two defenders when you already have as many defensive players as you have that are all healthy, well and good. I just don't see that happening. So my my guys would be O'Connor, Tynan, Timmons, Bowers. Hmm. And probably Jason Manga for another center. And again, not going to be not not going to set the world on fire. Uh just there for for bodies, for extra players. And I think that's a good balance between uh guys that need the experience. And guys that have a little bit of experience in like TJ Tynan and Logan O'Connor. Not by any stretch of the imagination a ton of experience, but were called up multiple times, especially Tynan uh, was called up multiple times during the season. So he kind of knows what to expect. And I think you get that good balance, I think, uh, in terms of games played and guys who haven't played a lot, as well as position. So you have to take all that into account. End of the day... Avalanche are sitting pretty. Uh, everybody's healthy, and uh, we'll see. We'll see what they do with who they call up. I I can't imagine they would do anything with with Bowen Byram. It's not really worth it because even if you bring him up, then you have a whole fan base that's sitting there like, why are you playing? Why aren't you playing him? Why aren't you playing him? Because if they do bring him up, I don't see that the, that they would play him. Uh, and that's just not something that you need. You you don't need a fan base that's getting angry because you're. Your star prospect is not playing uh, when he still has some work to do. So it's a, a fun discussion to have. So we'll see. Let me know. Let me know what you guys think. If you disagree with me and you want to bring up Byram now, shoot me a line. I want to know. My name is Paul Stewart, a third-generation Irishman from Dorchester, Mass. I made it to the NHL as both a player and a referee. I was even elected to the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame. When I was skating, I had my share of lumps and bumps. I gave a few back, too. As a stand-up old-school guy, I've always been hesitant to try fads, 
but recently I became a big fan of a company called Easy Feeling Wellness. A hockey buddy sent me 1,000 milligrams of intensive relief rub. Easy Feeling markets a line of natural plant-based hemp extract products, including gummies, soft gels with melatonin, and tinctures. Their motto is to enjoy every day, which all of us banged-up baby boomers and old skaters can relate to. Easy Feeling products are non-addictive. They don't get you high, and they're perfectly legal. Give Easy Feeling a try by going to easyfeelingwellness.com. They will even give you 20% off your first order by using my special code, PS20. Easy Feeling Wellness. Enjoy every day. All right, and real quick, just want to talk about our sponsor, Rock Auto on rockauto.com. Uh, I was putzing around on their, their website the other day, and <clears throat> yeah, they, they have so much stuff. If you are a car guy and you work on your own car, <clears throat> like I don't, <laughs> but sometimes do, um, when I think that I know what I'm doing, uh, I definitely, definitely use rockauto.com. I was comparing parts on their site to other sites, and every single one of them was cheaper at rockauto.com. So amazing, amazing selection, really, really low prices, all the parts you need for your car and will ever need at rockauto.com. Tell them Locked On sent you. All right, so I was having a conversation with uh, my good friend Kyle Sullivan, and we were kind of talking about how whenever you think of the Colorado Avalanche and the history, you think of players. You think of the Joe Sackicks and the Peter Forsbergs, even current Nathan McKinnon, even, you know, Cal McCarr, as young as he is. That's what you think of. You don't really think of the coaches. And by that, I mean the coaches and and their their time and their uh, maybe their, their best years, even though they might have been successful when they were behind the bench with the Avalanche. You don't think you don't associate ex coach with the Colorado Avalanche, and this is the discussion I was having with Kyle. Was uh, he was saying like this is like the missing piece for Colorado, you know, to have a coach that when you you think of the Avalanche and you think of all the success they've had from a player's perspective, really from a franchise perspective, it's always the players. And I think Jared Bednar has an opportunity to be that coach that's the face of the Avalanche coaches. And you look at guys like, you know, Coach Q. Like he he did fine. He did very well when he coached the Avalanche. Wasn't there for very long. You know, when he moves on to like Chicago, he becomes a, a legend and you know, he he was well known before he came to Colorado, but it's not, you don't think, when you think of Joel Quinneville, you don't think Colorado Avalanche. And I think that's what the Avalanche want. And that's what Joe Sackick went out to get when Patrick Waugh left. And he was searching for a new coach. And he said, I'll never forget it at, this, at the time, that he was looking for a teacher. And he knew that's what he needed because he was starting in on somewhat of a rebuild. <clears throat> not... You know, I don't. I think it's turned around rather nicely and pretty quickly. But he wanted he wanted something long term. He didn't want to go out and get that name. 
Uh, he wanted somebody. He knew this team was going to have to to grow, and he wanted a coach that was going to have to grow with this team. And I think he hit the jackpot with Jared Bednar. I think he is more than happy with how he's done with this team. I think the players respond to him. The fact that he has a 500 winning percentage after that horrible, horrible first season, I think just goes to show you what type of coach he is. And a lot of people will say, well, that's the talent on the ice. Sure. But that's not everything. Sometimes talent on the ice does not translate into to wins and victories. A lot of that has to go towards the head coach and through the head coach. And having a guy behind the bench and a coach that you can say, he's our guy, he, he's our franchise, he's our franchise coach, look what he's accomplished behind our bench. I think every franchise wants that. I think every fan wants that. Look at the legendary coaches <clears throat> across all sports, not just hockey, but they just demand <clears throat> excellence. And I th- really think Bednar does that. He does it in a quiet, confident way, but he does. Uh, some people think he's just like monotone, but <clears throat> he can get angry. If you listen to the like NHL uh, audio, clips of like then and they're out there if you want to go on YouTube he gets into it uh, you wouldn't know that from his his uh press conferences after the game but he's he's an intense guy <clears throat> and i really think he could be the guy that turns the fortunes around for the Colorado Avalanche in terms of coaching because they've never really had that guy that they can hang the hat on and say he's our he's our coach yeah, they've won championships, and they've had good coaches. That's obviously, I'm not trying to say that. But you want that coach, that long-term coach. I like those guys. Like the Mike Shanahans, when, when he was the coach of the Broncos, for what did he coach them for, 15 years or something like that, 14 years? Maybe that's a little, I mean, it was 12, 12 or 13, but maybe it was 14. I, don't, I mean, it was a long time. <laughs> and you knew, like, you were comfortable with that. You didn't have to worry. You didn't have to worry about going through this ups and downs and then how long is this coach going to last? And that's what they're doing right now, the Denver Broncos. They have gone through so many coaches since since Mike Shanahan. And you know, and look what the team's done. They've been up and they've been down and they've been they were really really consistent when he was the coach. Cuz people know what to expect when you have a coach that you know is not going anywhere. <clears throat> And when they got rid of Mike Shanahan, it was just time. It was just time for a change. But he put in, I'm going to look it up right now because I don't want to be way off base. So let me see. He's got, four, yeah, 14. I, I, I know my Broncos. <clears throat> 14 seasons. And let's see, first season, third place, first, second, first. Had a, a fifth, which was the year after Elway retired. Second, third, second, 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 first, third, second, second. Consistency. And and while the Avalanche have been consistent, I would say, in what they've done on the ice and, and wins and always being in the thick of things most of the time, <clears throat> that's a testament to the players and the coaches, not, not slighting them. But I think everybody wants to rally behind a coach and say, this is our guy, and he's not going anywhere, 
and he built this team up, and these are his guys. I mean, if 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 Joe Sackick is going with you know not making a lot of moves, he's not that guy. And we all thought trade trade deadline Tyson Jost was going to go somewhere. You know, maybe like Martin Kaut could go somewhere. He didn't do any of that stuff because he wants this team to stick together and grow together. They are a young team. That includes the coach. So I don't think Jared Bednar is going anywhere anytime soon. You always get those fans that when they go through a little losing spell, want to blame the coach and get rid of them. And, you know, they, they you know, come in with the torches and want to burn everything up. And it's like, nope. Jared Bednar is our guy, people. And we should really appreciate him. And what I think needs to happen, I wrote an article on Mile High Sticking about Nathan McKinnon uh, getting his just due and catapulting himself to the the top of the rankings if he wins a Stanley Cup before Connor McDavid does. I think the same goes for Jared Bednar. I think if they win a Cup... Everybody's eyes turn to Denver and say, like, how did they do that? How did they do that so quickly and turn things around? We know, and, you know, people in the know know. But I think that's – every league is a copycat league. And they're going to look at the Avalanche and how they, they built it from the ground up, including the coach, and pick the right guy to do this and say, okay, let, let we, we got to start paying attention to what's going on in Denver. That includes Nathan McKinnon, and that includes Jared Bednar. All right. Also, don't forget, like always, go to <clears throat> Built Bar at BuiltBar.com. Great sponsor of the show. Great tasting energy and protein bars. Fantastic flavors. Very good for you. Tastes just like a candy bar. So many flavors. If you can't find your flavor, uh, I really don't know what to tell you. But go to Built Bar, BuiltBar.com. Put in the promo code Locked On, and $10 comes right off your order. And also, still going on, order four boxes. That's 50% off right away. BuiltBar.com. Don't Luca now, but the Los Angeles Clippers might be in trouble. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Dallas Mavericks forward Luka Doncic dropped a triple-double and an overtime buzzer-beating three-pointer to tie their series with the Los Angeles Clippers. You have to listen to Locked On Mavericks today for a very hype Nick Angstadt. To the NFL, where 77 positive COVID tests from 11 teams were re-examined by a New Jersey lab. All of those tests have now come back negative. For the latest on the NFL's quest to return, subscribe to Locked On NFL and the new Peacock and Williamson NFL show. And finally... Sources tell ESPN's Adam Schefter that Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson missed two training camp practices due to a groin injury. Listen to Locked On Ravens for the latest on the reigning MVP and why the team released Earl Thomas. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And finally, we are trucking along in our bracket to find the Locked On Avalanche podcast favorite player. And what that means is we throw all our support behind that one guy, and we are not going with the regulars, with Nathan McKinnon or Gabe Landeskog, Cam McCarr. We're going for the supporting cast guys. So uh, we have the opening round is pretty, I mean, like I said in the beginning, as I'm recording this, you technically still have time 
to vote, but uh, Nechuskin is really running away with it. It was Nechuskin up against Nieto, and while the voting as of this recording is still live, I don't see Matt Nieto really coming back from this. So uh, we are going to push Nechuskin forward to the next round. <clears throat> he will be going up. We, we've gone chalk. Tyson Jost and Sam Girard had buys. Jost is number one. Sam Girard is number two. Matt Calvert in a pretty more closely contested race <clears throat> uh, went up against Jonas Donskoy. Clearly my saying uh, of me supporting Jonas Donskoy did not do anything to the listening audience uh, because he fell to Matt Calvert. So it is one Tyson Jost versus four Matt Calvert, two Sam Girard versus three Val Nechuskin. NCAA tournament bracket. This is not usually never goes that way, uh, but you know this is this is different. So we'll see on um, tomorrow. Well, let's see. Actually, actually today I got to get my days right in terms of recording and when this is live. So on Friday we will put up which one we're going to do first. We'll do Tyson Jost. Tyson Jost, number one versus number four, Matt Calvert, will be up. So as you're listening to this, it is probably up on Twitter and on Instagram. So go vote. You can vote in the poll on Twitter, on Instagram. You just comment or shoot me an email if you want to shoot me an email. And the winner of that goes into the final. And then the day after that, Sam Gerard and Val Nechuskin. And we'll see where we go. And Lockdown Avalanche will have a favorite player. And... That person will be lifted up into the annals of history and podcasting fandom forever. It's a pretty big deal, so get to voting. That is going to be it for today and this week, ladies and gentlemen. Have a very good weekend. Hope to see you next week. Any news that breaks over the weekend, we'll be sure to bring it to you next week. And hopefully we can maybe get some more news on when we'll be returning. Up until then, we'll see you next week, guys. Here's Jovi. Go, Abs, go!